Aloha, Shervin here, and welcome to the waking hour. This is our moment in time to wake the fake up from the illusions that are holding us back from living in our full power. As Alvin Toffler said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but those who cannot unlearn the many lies that they have been conditioned to believe and seek out the hidden knowledge that they have been conditioned to reject. I invite you all on a journey of self-exploration where together we unlock the keys to living the best life ever. All right, all right. We're here. Wake the fake up. Hallelujah. Long time coming. This is a dear friend of mine. I met him through my cousin Avo. I've known about your work for the last, I don't know, probably five, six, seven years. We have a lot of mutual friends. This is Dr. Daniel Pompa. Welcome to Wake the Fake Up, brother. Yeah, man. Love to be here. I'm glad we kind of already put it out there what we're going to call David. David, avocado, Avi. All right, so yeah, so yeah. what are we Wolf, going with Wolfster. There? Wolfster, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because he King is- Berserker. Who, that is who we have in common, my yeah. gosh. When I met you, I thought, oh my gosh, yeah, he reminds me so much of David. Then I got to know you a little better, and I thought, <laughs> gosh, they're very opposite, actually. <laughs> yeah, we have many, many similarities, but we have many polarities, yeah. obviously. Him yeah. being my mentor, there was a lot of things that I was like, oh, okay, that works for me. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, yeah. we're going to do a little bit different that way. Yeah, no, he, he, I tell you, he has a special heart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I didn't know him. He was at, um, he spoke at my event in um, Tennessee, um, Nashville. Thank you. And, I, you know, I just fell in love with him, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, I yeah, did. Yeah, and it's we, hard not to. And this, this is a true story. I'm already off on a story. I apologize That's for that, fine. but I, I have to tell it now. So we, we literally, after he spoke and, the, you know, the seminar was over, we went into Nashville. And we go into this place. I'm with my friend Jerry, who's a dentist. Okay, so I'm with a dentist, and I'm with David, and and a couple others, my wife, etc. I'm telling you, I wasn't in this place for five minutes, and I thought I heard Jerry's voice. And I look up on stage. Jerry was singing, and Abby was on the drums <laughs> playing. Yep. Right, and so the two of them. What had happened was my other friend paid $500 to get them up on the stage. I'm telling you, that happened within like five or 10 minutes of being in there. And I didn't know he could play the drums. It was very impressive, actually. That's uh, that's That story reminds me of a hundred stories I've had with him where we're in the middle of nowhere or we're in some bar or some restaurant and he finds himself onto the stage drumming. Yeah. And he's yeah. a relentless drummer. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I had no idea. And Jerry is a hack singer. Okay. So, you know, put them together. And this is a true story. Uh, uh, Jerry, is, he's a dentist in New York, right? So Billy Joel was his client oh, cool. and patient. And is this the same dentist that we were talking about earlier? In yes. Terms of yeah, 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 exactly. It does cavitations. Oh, which, yeah. And he was with you and David in Nashville? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, because he spoke at my seminar as well. Okay. I mean, he's on Dr. Oz a lot, right? And yeah, yeah. he was speaking about cavitation, actually. Wow. But, anyways, um, so Billy Joel, he convinced Billy Joel to allow him to sing at his event. So, of course, he has it on tape of you know him singing at Billy Joel's concert. He's like, well, so I'm going to bring out my dentist. And uh, they did a number together. That's so, really cool. Yeah, so he's always working his way on stage, obviously. So, so is David. Yep. So you put the two together, and they both ended up on stage together. That's the best ever. 
I was with David about several months ago at my house. And just as this is a little side story before we get into the nitty gritty of everything, he's always drumming yeah. wherever we go. He's got his drumsticks yeah, he, with him. He's either whacking uh, a friend of ours, Robina, or he's hitting the side of the wall, wherever we go. We were up late and uh, he's just sitting there drumming, drumming on hitting himself and this and that. And I look at him I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, he gives me a, this really interesting look. He's all, you know how Rudolf Steiner is always saying that we take into the next life our habits. And he goes, I know that I'm not going to be this big, huge, famous drummer. I, I haven't been doing it since I was three years young. But what I'm doing is I'm preparing myself for the next life. And he, he has that <laughs> wild look. <laughs> yeah, he's got that wild look in his eye. And it was a powerful moment, uh -huh. you know, because karmically, I believe that, you know, we do take our habits. That's why, you know, it's certain rituals that we need to start practicing and doing stuff like that. Let me announce you to the audience, Dr. Daniel Pompa, respected leader in the health and wellness space, very respected educating practitioners and the public on the origins of inflammation-driven diseases. And we'll go deep into inflammation and what good inflammation is and what chronic inflammation is, the therapeutic application of the ketogenic diet, fasting, ancestral-based health approaches, cellular healing, and detoxification. Although trained as a chiropractor, his authority is rooted in his own battle, having overcome neurotoxic illness and heavy metal poisoning using his own unique cellular detoxification strategies. Now, this is a really, really critical aspect to what we're dealing with today. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with toxic overloads. We're talking about pathways that aren't opened up in the body. We're stuck in addictions. We're looping. We're not getting to the, to the center point. And we're, and we're searching outside of us for exotic ways to get healthy and to feel better. So this is something that you personally experience. Give mm -hmm. us a quick snapshot on that story. And I think from there we can yeah. build upon it and create momentum. You know, I was a principle-based chiropractor doing structural correction. And, you know, it was funny. And I ended up there uh, just because of pain to purpose, right? A severe neck injury, et cetera. A friend of mine, I went to him and I'm like, look, I, I was raised, my father was just an Italian bricklayer and kind of raised me with a philosophy, you know, you don't need drugs, your body heals, yeah. right? It, it's the old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, right? Yeah. I mean, even he even raised us with sickness is good. Yeah. You know, when we got sick as kids, he was always like, oh, you're building health, right? You're building immunity. So in our minds, it was always, you know, ah, you know, symptoms aren't bad. We don't chase them. It's, it's my body's building health. You know, so I, I kind of raised that. So when I went to a chiropractor, it was someone persuaded me because it was his brother. And I, because I said, ah, I don't do doctors. No, 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 this is different, right? So um, I was sitting there in his waiting room watching a video of this guy, Reggie Gold, um, you know, amazing British accent, right? And just, you know, fell in love with this whole philosophy. And uh, I would literally come into the office and be like, hey, man, could you turn that uh, that video on again? I was watching it. I'm kind of partway through it. And I <laughs> sat there and sucked it up. And I went to one of his lectures, the chiropractor that I was actually going to. And I just was like, I lived this philosophy. So it was the philosophy that was like just rooted in me, yeah. became a chiropractor. But so from pain to purpose, how I got there, but then I was functioning as one, very busy office. I mean, saving a lot of lives, making the difference. And then I got sick. I didn't know what, what, what was going on, but it started with just general fatigue, okay. brain fog. I went from like photographic memory to where I, I couldn't remember anything, even conversations. And then it went to anxiety, then panic attacks, then you know crazy gut trouble. 
bloating, you know, intolerant to foods. Um, just, I mean, debilitating anxiety, not like a worry anxiety because that's not who I am. Uh, but an anxiety would just come out of nowhere, and especially when I was trying to sleep at night. But like something from within. Like within. The, the biochemistry was off. Yes. The neurons, the brain chemistry, the central totally. nervous system yeah. was like under some type of attack. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just, it's a, it's a feeling that comes from here, your gut. I think that's what you just said. Not here is like thinking about worrying about things. Right. It just comes upon you. Yeah. You know, I mean, life is. Well, how I know old it. were you when this happened? Yeah, this was nineteen. Well, let's see. Um, year nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Okay, is when all that started. So a little over twenty years ago. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't know, you know, what to do. I like most. I just went and ran a lot of tests. I remember because we didn't have insurance, and young in my career. Well, I mean, not young in my career. I had already been out there practicing, but. Um, you know, put it this way. I, I was young enough in business that I wasn't secure in my life yet. Sure. But the, the bottom line is paid $5,000 worth of tests out of pocket, hoping I would find something wrong. I didn't, you know, meaning you that- You did the standard uh, approach, the panels, the blood, every the hormones, possible, yeah, all toxicology. Of it, all of it. $5,000 yeah, yeah. worth. I yeah. just remember because I had to pay out of pocket to my point. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I wanted to find something. I, Shervin, if you'd have told me I had cancer, I'd have been like, with you know, with my personality, I said, good. Now I know what I'm fighting. Live or die, I'm going at it, right? It's the like, unknown is the worst. The unknown is the worst. You're right. right. Yeah. Okay. So didn't know what was wrong. Where, where did you go to do these tests? You went to a standard- Yeah, I was, I was, uh, it was a standard hospital. Okay. Matter of fact, I had, at that, at one point along the journey, I actually thought I had mercury toxicity because yep. I found something online called Mad Hatters. Yeah. And Mad Hatters, these they were poisoned by mercury. They were making felt hats, et cetera. And I had Every so symptom. many of these symptoms, yeah. right? And so part of those tests was even, uh, I went to the head of toxicology. I lived in Pittsburgh at the time. Did you have mercury fillings, amalgams? Were you I eating did. fish? I, I, all, all of the above. Okay, all of the above. You know, okay. So you know, it was possible, but my blood test was normal. As a matter of fact, all my tests were normal. My, my thyroid tests were normal, which was shocking because my hair was falling out. I mean, thinning out. Wow. You know, I mean, I literally had a thyroid condition just like most people. Oh, you know, five, 10 years down the road, maybe my thyroid blood work would have been abnormal. But I was experiencing so much thyroid dysfunction as well as adrenal dysfunction. And believe me, I spent many years addressing my adrenals and thyroid yeah. too far downstream. Yeah. You know, I realized it was something, you know, in my brain, the pituitary hypothalamus is the, the glands in your brain that actually control most of your hormones. Yep. So intuitively, I knew something was wrong there. So I was saying I got the blood work. Blood work abnormal uh, would happen in an acute mercury toxicity, but... I was more chronic yeah. as it turned out. Yeah, it wasn't like you had been poisoned stepping into a factory exactly. or ripping something Like apart. the Mad Hatters, right? Yeah, they like were the making Hatters. hats every day, right? Yeah, so the their blood levels were up. It. Yeah. yeah, This was in the tissue. It was deep in the tissue, yeah. even in the brain. So that was the point I was making is I knew something was in the pituitary hypothalamus. I could tell something at top of the hormone chain was not right. I just didn't know what. So when I started realizing that mercury can, can accumulate there, that's when I realized, okay, I wasn't acutely poisoned, but somehow I had a lot of mercury in that area. And that's where you start looking at amalgam fillings. Those are silver fillings that contain 50% mercury. It bioaccumulates over years yep. in the brain. Yep. So of course your test looks negative. 
any test looks negative because it's deep in the tissue. It's in the brain. Yeah, so, it's not going to be sitting yeah. in your blood supply. No, no exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you can do a challenge test where you chelate it out of the yeah. tissue. You still don't touch what's in the brain. Yeah. You know, so it gives you some idea. Yeah. But I always say, and, and now, as you know, from pain to purpose, I train doctors on everything I learn, you know, to get my life back. Part of what I tell them is there's no perfect test for a lot of the neurotoxic illnesses that we're seeing today. Okay, so so you're you're, you're getting to the point where you're dealing with chronic fatigue, you're dealing with trembling, racing thoughts, you're going from parasympathetic to sympathetic, yeah. you're in fight flight, you're probably not sleeping your best. No, I if I couldn't get to sleep, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and couldn't get back to sleep. Right. A lot of people are dealing with these symptoms today. Mm -hmm. These yeah. are the symptoms that come across my plate every single day. That's right. And they can mimic co-infections. They can mimic mm -hmm. Lyme's disease, Hashimoto's, you know, Epstein-Barr, all of these different things. And I think all of them kind of play into the part, yeah. right? Because it's right. fracturing the immune system. The immune system is trying to modulate. That's right. And it can't possibly modulate. So then what did you do? You, you realize, okay, there's something here. What was your next step? Getting to that causative factor, right? You know, that, that's one of the things when I teach, I'm always saying, reminding doctors, look, there's a reason, right? There's a reason. I mean, I too thought maybe I'm just crazy. I think we all sure. go through that, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. and my wife was like, you're not, you're not crazy. You were well and now you're not. But, you know, there is an upstream cause. So you have to find it, right? You have yeah. to dig for it. And we can talk about some of the other hidden causes, because when we look at these symptoms that we're discussing, there is typically a neurotoxic causative factor. And I even tell the doctors I train, if someone's not progressing as you think they should, then there's still something upstream. Sure. So to answer your question, what I do next, right? Okay, so then I started researching, how do you get this stuff out? Because what I'd found online, especially regarding detox, there was a lot of information that contradicted everything so yeah. that makes me not do anything right away yeah because who's right what's wrong you know why is there this information that information you know so that made me dig to a whole nother level uh that i needed to put it this way you, you could have wrote me a check for a you know 100 million dollars and i would never have dug as deep as you dig to save your life yeah you know and, and i put things in I perspective right, right? absolutely because yeah. it's not a money issue yeah. when you're dealing with life or death right it's like i had lost everything trying to get my life back you know i lost i mean my practice i really it went to nothing uh fortunately my marriage stayed together because mm. <laughs> a lot of times it doesn't wow. um but life as i know it absolutely came to a screeching halt in every aspect so you know my whole focus became getting my life back at, at anything. I mean, I, 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 was, I was the guy who I always tell my doctors that you want me when you're looking to take somebody on, meaning the guy who will do anything. If you told me to stand on my head in the corner for 20 minutes a day, I would say it's 40 better. You know, that's, yeah. I was digging, I was gonna get my life back and that put me on that journey. But it's what led me to Where you are now yeah, exactly. and helping people and giving back. And also probably developing empathy, you know, yeah. strong empathy, because you can yeah. feel into what people are going yeah. through. I, I said this the other day to someone, and now I, I don't take as many clients on myself. We have a program that can do more than me individually, but I still do, just out of the love of it, right? And some people with some very complicated things. And I said, you know, uh, he said to me, you're the first person that's ever really got it. 
Yeah. And I didn't even know, I don't even know what I was saying that made him say that because, you know, we were having a conversation. But maybe I was the first to listen. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was the questions I asked. But I said, you know, I, I could never, ever, ever understand this if I didn't experience it. Yeah. Because I would probably think you're just crazy, right? Yeah. Or I definitely want to just brush you off as someone who's not willing to do the work or something, you know. But it's not the case. It's not the case. Most people today are starting somewhere in this neurotoxic journey and end up oftentimes with the diagnosis of autoimmune cancer or another complicated condition. Absolutely. Yeah. And those, uh, you know, diseases have to start from somewhere. Yeah. Right. Um, it's interesting listening to this because I have a unique, similar experience where I was bit by a rattlesnake uh, three and a half years ago. It's a neurotoxin. Neurotoxin. Went through the entire experience. They gave me antivenom, which is filled with trimerosol. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that right? Thimerosal. Which, thimerosal, mm -hmm. which has mercury in it. And the year following that experience, I was having muscle twitching, confusion, couldn't properly communicate, mm. tough to sleep, stress, energy all over the place, yeah. uh, brain fog. And I'd never yeah. experienced, I was the opposite end of that spectrum, never yeah. really sick too much. And it gave me um, a clear experience and immersion, immersion into what people go through. Yeah. And yeah. I I had to battle through that, yeah. you know, and that was that that was my story, and it took me to where I am today yeah. through the actual experience. So you're going through all that now. At this point, are you approaching it kind of blindfolded, throwing darts? Because you're you're telling me you're the guy that will do anything. You'll go at at any length, right? And then at some point, going through the process, you're practicing and learning discernment: what's working, what feels right what's intuitive to yourself, you know, what, you know, your karma is, all that kind of stuff. How long did that transitionary period go where you started to see results mm -hmm. and you started to get from point A closer to point B? Yeah. I mean, I would say there was, you know, a three, four year period there that I was just throwing darts. I mean, I, I was trying many, many things and not afraid to try it. Uh, like many, right? Just searching, searching, searching. And then once I, I realized, okay, it is mercury toxicity. And by the way, I, there was a very bright endocrinologist that I was working with because I knew my thyroid and my adrenals were not right. And he was the one that said to me one day, you know, I think you have mercury toxicity. I'm like, I thought so too. I got the blood test, da, da, da. That was over a year ago. He said, wrong test. So he was the one that said, just see what challenges out of your tissue and maybe it'll give you some reflection that your heavy metal detox pathways are backed up. So you chelated a little bit. Yeah, and okay. then measured it in the urine and that hair urine. I did I did it all. Okay. Hair came out negative year uh, probably uh, you know 6 months or so before that, but when I challenged it out of the tissue with a water soluble chelator, then at least it showed. Okay. It, a lot of heavy metals showed that I was holding on because my detox pathways were shut down. So then once I was able to actually target that this was the problem, right? So it ended up, you know, he was right. You know, I could have spent a lot more time with my thyroid, my adrenals to no avail and, you know, my hormones trying to run that balance. It just wasn't going to happen. Sure. But once I was able to focus in on, okay, it's mercury, it's, in, you know, in the brain, then it really narrowed my research to where, okay, there's a way to get it out of there that's right. You know, there's real chelators that work. 
A lot of people are using things like, you know, what you EDTA. read online, you know, Corella, even wor even less of a binder than okay. that. Like, you know, Corella, Cilantro, all these different herbal binders. They're binders, but they're weak. Yeah. So when you're dealing with a severe heavy metal issue, you have to use a real chelator that actually works. Now, the other problem that I learned Because they don't was penetrate. That, well, they don't penetrate and they don't hold on long enough. Right. So it's kind of just like stirring a bee's nest. It just stirs it up and creates a Herxheimer. Creates a Herxheimer. And then yeah. it redistributes yep. because it's a weak binder. So yep. imagine you know, the street cleaners you see. I don't know. Do you see them around here? Yeah. The street yeah. cleaner, they get on the thing and you think to yourself, you know, tax dollars are paying for this because you see this plume of dust and the dust <laughs> circling, you know, basically finding its, its getting way back the down. houses yeah exactly the houses the cars yeah street like, looks yeah. good yeah right hey somewhat right it just <laughs> kind of looks like it smears it around yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. but anyway that's kind of what the good weak analogy. chelators do right yeah. yeah they just kind of move it around right um and then you go to where there's real chelators edta is one of them sure. dmps i mean there's a lot of them but people misuse those and that's a whole some another discovery i had to learn and a lot of these things i learned the hard way but it, they do work but the problem is is you have to keep the level up high enough um that it doesn't create that redistribution when they go away the body will start keep releasing so you have to use them in their half-life meaning and i don't want to get too deep no into let's the go let's go deep because but, everyone listening to this is on the level all right and the, okay. yeah 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 so are we the, talking about pathways are we talking about kidney lymphatic function yeah well we will because okay. that's part of what you have to open up sure. right but chelators is the first topic because there's a lot of mistake here right too weak of a chelator creates redistribution yep so using a real chelator like a dmps dmsa typically people go to their alternative doctor they'll get an iv of these things i did yeah i went into crazy sickness that's right me too oh my it god it pulls a lot out right at once and then you go back home this thing is out of your body in 10 12 hours uh the agent but your body's still dumping metal okay that creates redistribution so when you use a real chelator or binder you have to use it in its half-life meaning keep the blood level up so you don't redistribute and then you have to use it for so many days. So when you do stop, you don't get a lot of redistribution. So you're talking about you, you use it, it's got a 12 hour half light, and then you slowly titrate down and then ultimately go through the detox method that you were doing. I used the Eboo machine um, a day after where we were taking the, the blood out mm -hmm. and putting it through filtration yeah. and ozone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. But I, I, I did DMSA and I was literally on my deathbed. Yeah for almost eight hours, shaking, fever, sick as a dog. So DMSA is a real chelator, water-soluble. That has a half-life of more like six, eight hours. Okay. So, you know, really like six hours. So you technically want to take it every four hours just to be under that. Interesting. And if you don't do that, you will redistribute. I'm just redistributing. Yeah, DMPS has a half-life, you know, like I said, maybe 10, 12 hours, but we take it every eight hours. So again, why do we do that? Because you want to keep the level up in your blood so you prevent redistribution. So by keeping it in the blood longer, it's allowing my body's detoxification pathways to start working on it as opposed well, to, is, is that the method? Or do you have a the final kaboom like an Eboo machine or whatever? So imagine this, right? So DMSA, DMPS, EDTA, they're water soluble, right? So yes. they, they clear very well and they're yep. real chelators. They don't let go. Yep. But think of it like you're kind of emptying the bucket and you clear it out 
and it may take you three, four days to clear enough that when you stop, you don't get all this redistribution. I got it. But so it's a slow process. So it's a slow process. It is. But here's the thing: it it didn't really touch what's deep in the tissue. Now it will eventually what's deep in the tissue moves from higher concentration to lower. If you yeah. remember your biology, yeah. Well, then you take an off cycle. Maybe it's four days. Maybe it's seven. Maybe it's ten to allow that concentration gradient to settle out again, and then you get back. And then on you the do water it again. Soluble. Now look, that's a that's a. Method. So you were diluting. You, you are. You're diluting. Yeah. And then, you, but that's why you have to stay on it. Yeah. Uh, for a certain amount of days, so when you stop, you don't get this massive redistribution. But in that on cycle, as we call it, you have to stay taking a certain amount. Now. That was a process that we had followed some years ago. Now it's come a long way in that time. <laughs> so sure. meaning that we don't just use water solubles now. We can use substances that actually get into the cell, the cell membranes and speed the process up. We still do cycles, so many days on, so many days off. And you also, um, I about uh, whatever, 18 years ago maybe, I came up with a method of when we upregulate cell function which is where real detox has to occur, by the way, which yep. is a whole nother subject. Because if you don't fix what's broken at the cell, all the downstream work that we're talking about doesn't really doesn't work. doesn't last. It doesn't last. Yeah. So you have to fix the cell, get it detoxing, and then you have to use these real chelators to grab the toxins to make it out of the body. But I have a system where we bind it in the gut so you don't auto-intoxicate from the gut. So we put a binder, actually it's four different binders, that sit in the gut, that don't leave the gut, that grab and make sure it exits the body. So think of it in three parts. You upregulate the cell function, then you're moving things, the toxins from the cell, getting them to do, getting the cell to do what it should do day in, day out. Yeah. And then we use real chelators, some of which are very different than the old DMSA and DMPS, to move the toxins all the way out of the body so you don't auto-intoxicate there. Sure. And then we have a binder in the gut because a lot of the toxins make their way to the liver, make their way to bile, which gets dumped in the gut. And the problem is you reabsorb it back to the liver and it can redistribute through the body. So you notice- Through the portal vein, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of this, and also even before, because bile will be absorbed in the small intestine back yep. to the liver, so yep. it doesn't recreate it. Um, so it have, loops, gallbladder, liver, yeah, back so and forth. The, gall, the bile is made in the liver, which bile is a fatty substance that holds toxins. Yep. Something called hepatic biliary sludge, meaning liver, gallbladder, sludge, toxic yeah. sludge. Yeah. Well, you're, it, the toxins bind up to it in the liver. Bile is dumped to digest fat in the small intestine. Now- it does that, but the problem is it's reabsorbed in the lower small intestine back to the liver. So the toxins go right back with it. Yeah, it so we have it. something that pulls it away from that complex so you don't auto-intoxicate. Interesting. So cell, vehicle to take it out, binder in the gut so you don't auto-intoxicate. Put that together, and that's something I've called you know, true cellular, de cellular detox, really. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're going to have to bring that system to Symbiotica. Yeah, and absolutely. hundreds of thousands, millions of people. I really want to look at the worksheet on it and try it myself. I have been going through all forms of detoxification. I mean, we were me and David were talking about it. In this realm, detoxification is more important than nutrition. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just kind of the product of this mechanistic it world is. we're in right yeah. now. It's right? so true. Yeah. 
He so, said that at my seminar. He said that at your yeah, seminar. Okay. Uh, and see, I thought he was just saying that because he was at my seminar where I teach detox. How, how do you look back at whatever you did in your lifestyle or what was in your environment yeah. or any of those things that got you to that place in the first? Because we know we're under a burden of a, a massive toxic burden, not just chemicals, but environmental problems. We're dealing with non-native electromagnetic frequencies. I mean, we're getting hit everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's in the skies, it's in the water supply, it's in the food, herbicides, fungicides, larvicides. So everyone knows what glyphosate is, dyes, all these things. We have you know, volatile organic compounds, all kinds of stuff. Where do you see you in particular, where did you get your toxic load? Yeah, look, most of it starts with mom, believe it or not. Okay. You know, if you look at the, there's a study called the DRASH study. The number of silver fillings. I which, know that study. Yeah. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, the number of fillings mom has is proportional to how much they find, how much mercury they find in the baby's brain. Because remember, the silver filling has 50% mercury. Yep. So we know that there's a, the first load is in utero. Absolutely. Number one cause of lead toxicity is mom. mom. You know, yeah. you lose bone during pregnancy. It's very normal, but that's where lead is stored. Out comes the lead. So, Especially 60s, 70s, 80s, right? Yeah. When lead was lead rampart. generations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. keep going. Yeah. So, so it, it, did you feel and that's you know, where it as started? A, with as you? a kid, I had great health because we were raised well. We, you know, all home cooking, but. I had these sensitivities that looking back would come and go. Interesting. Yeah, I remember my um, gut being bad at one point, not understanding and being constipated. And I remember that there's a whole story why I remember that so specifically. But sure. um, looking back, I, I had clues. But being young, healthy, growing up healthy, my body dealt with it until it couldn't. Yep. And that's when my bucket overflowed, right? right. Literally, it's, if you imagine we all have maybe genetically a different size bucket, some bigger than others, meaning our ability to hold a certain amount of toxins, right? Or at least be able to get rid of them. But the bucket started filling in my mom's belly, so to speak. And then- So you were born with a half bucket already full, yeah, maybe. perhaps? Maybe, who knows? Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, you know, certain degree, because my mother had certain health sure. issues looking back that yep. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yep. You know, my mother was mercury toxic. She really was. Wow. And anyway, so of course, uh, one day, you know, it's filling, filling, and then one day it just flows over. Got it. That happened. I mean, it was very abrupt for me. It was when I got two silver fillings drilled out. A good friend of mine did it, and he put gold in. Wow. So I had probably six of these silver fillings left, but he took two out because it, they were old. And it was days after that that the fatigue started. Makes I thought sense. I was overtraining. I was a cyclist at the time. Yeah. And I was just doing everything, thought it was that, thought it was this. Then it, we just kept looking back as I read my journals because I was working out. I was like, I was just eroding. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Wow. Even the physical burden of training became part of my perfect storm. Totally. You know, and anyways. The dam broke. It did. Right? Yeah, it did break. Yeah. It opened up all of that. It, it, unfortunately thank god it, it, it did took, though right yeah, no doubt I so mean, it wasn't no another 10 years down it the line been 10 20 years so there's probably yeah. people listening to this that might have you know a little bit of symptoms mm -hmm. and their bucket still you know got some room but they're still inflicting near you know damage cellular damage there's mitochondrial no metabolic damage all of these things are occurring where if they start really approaching this they might avoid you know, 10 years of degeneration, right? I, you know, it's funny. Because does, or does it have to get to that drastic stage? I, I had, it took me three, four years to figure out 
that's when it all happened, right? And uh, that endocrinologist asked me, remember I said he was the one that said, you have mercury poisoning, and I finally did the other test. Yeah. And I, the next question was, where do you think I got it from? He said, did you have any dental work done around the time this all happened? And I'm um, like, maybe, because I remember you put that gold in. And by the way, it's called galvanism. When you have gold or a metal, and then you have another opposing metal. In this case, I had six silver fillings. You're creating a circuit. You're yeah, creating it's, a polarity. It's a galvanic reaction. It's yeah. a battery effect. Yeah, yeah. That mercury was pouring out even faster than normal. Wow. So it's almost chelating it out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And and your brain doesn't like metal anyway. Right. There's a charge there that if you're really healthy, it'll adapt until it doesn't. You see, there's a theme here. <laughs> but anyway, unreal. Um, I I don't remember where I was going down that road, but the the, the fact well, was well, I was is, I was asking. Oh, yeah, you. right. I remember. I remember. When now. did you go? Oh, this is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I remember. You know, after, wait, what was that? <laughs> the, the the point was is that, you know, once I realized what was wrong, you know, then I you know could actually go after it. And you know, him saying to me it was the dental work, you know, that was. So that's what I was saying. So the, my dentist was a good friend of mine. You know, I remember- How good did you feel when I was, you found that out? Yeah, no. It Were was, you just like- No, no, no. It was like the uh, cancer thing, right? I, you know, I didn't care if it was cancer. Yeah. Just let me know what I can fight. Then I'm going to know everything about it better yeah. than anybody. And that put me on from pain to purpose, right? right. Here I am. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, I had approached my buddy who took it out with like, hey man, you need to read this. This was like after I researched it, right? I walked in his office with a stack of material. Boom. Put it on the uh, on his desk and said, and not angrily, I said, "Dude, you need to look into this." Like I brought it for, and it it sat there. It was a couple years later, and he said, "Hey, I want to take you and Marilee, that's my wife, out to dinner." You know, and I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. So it, we're there, and he got gets tears in his eyes, and he starts like just getting really emotional, oh, and he wow. said, "I want to start by apologizing." Whew. He said, "I I read that." finally read that stuff that you gave me wow. because because I started getting symptoms like you wow. you know and saw other cases like me and this was the dentist that had put the gold in yeah. the mouth yeah and um wow. needless to say he read it and um you know he apologized but he changed his whole practice amazing after that yeah, yeah that sometimes so, it's that personal yeah. experience and we're you know the American Dental Association they seem to be running away from this yeah you know they're running away from the dangers of root canals the dangers of metals in the mouth you know yeah, giving kids amazing. braces so that their roof the roof of their mouth can't properly develop and form and yeah. they're losing airway and all kinds of obstructions and problems we are in you know kind of chaos right now mm. when it comes to our systems medical systems in chaos healthcare systems. you know and you add you, know, you add the level of the chaos of emf yeah you know that's electro, pinging right off of that's it. right so kids have phones on their ears right remember it, it conducts into that filling so remember i said galvanism i had a gold filling amongst the silver and studies show that the mercury pours out 10 times faster than it should when, well, there's, I believe, pol when there's polarity yeah when yeah. there's polarity well sulfur is doing the same thing yeah so now these silver fillings and by the way if you go on in search smoking tooth video just you on youtube smoking tooth video watch it that's a 25 year old filling off gassing that much mercury the reason they used a 25 year old filling is because the old the dentist would say oh just keep those silver fillings in now. All the mercury's gone anyway. Oh my right? God. No, it's not. That thing will off gas mercury for the life of the filling. Wow. It's 50% mercury. Wow. That vapor goes directly into the brain. You know, dentistry, 
we work at every one of my seminars. I have dentists come in and teach on parts of dentistry that have made many, many people very, very sick. Amalgam is just one part of the problem. Sure. You mentioned root canals, right? Hidden yeah. infections. Yeah. People that have gotten, and this happened to me as well, wisdom teeth out. It heals over and creates an infection that doesn't affect you for 10, 20, 30 years down the road. And all of a sudden- Or that, noticeably Or noticeably you, And the whole you. time it's, Absolutely. it's deconstructing your immune system. That's exactly what so it is. That's, so that's where I'm at right now. I had four wisdom teeth pulled 15 years ago. Yeah. One of them was infected. So they're like, let's just get rid of get them, them all. Right. And I have been noticeably having symptoms of sinus infections for the last 12 years. Yeah. And so yesterday I just did the cone beam. Uh, a scan. Yeah, and that's so that we didn't have that when I was sick. Yeah. But it's a 3D X-ray mm -hmm. because you can't see these things on plain films, yep. right? Plain. You need dimension. You need dimension, and it's you need a, to go yeah. deeper in it. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. here's the problem: is a lot of dentists get them um, a cone beam because some of my clients will request them, but they read them as a one-dimensional film. Mm -hmm. They don't have the software to go around the tooth to look for these areas of lucency. Yeah. That they're looking for pockets, right? Exactly, yep. where the infection would be. Yep. Yeah. So be clear, these infections, you don't have pain typically. Your body blocks pain. Absolutely. So you can survive as a human. Yeah. But it, that works against you because then it hits critical mass and all of a sudden you got disease. Yeah. And and there's just not enough uh, nerve tissue where the infection is, mm -hmm. right? It's where a root of the tooth was. Right. The nerve's taken out. Yeah. There's no nerve it's, anymore. It's, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. don't have pain because the nerve's gone. So therefore, you have this massive infection in there that it, your immune system knows. It's leaching these horrible, anaerobic, nasty bacteria, arguably more toxic than mercury, yeah. into your gut, disrupting your microbiome. So people go, you know, they're doing everything to try to fix their gut when the upstream source is the mouth, right? Yeah. You know, the dirty uh, goose is laying eggs twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean, just dumping bacteria into your bloodstream, driving autoimmunity right? Hyperimmunity. Maybe it's food allergies, allergies, just inflammation in general and throwing off your microbiome, which affects your immune system. So And heart disease. Oh, these right? bacteria go in disease. every organ of your body, yeah. one of which can kill you pretty instantaneously. Absolutely. By the way, that's They're finding why- They're Lyme's disease in these pockets. That's right. Lyme's parasites. Parasites. Believe it or not. And how do yeah. we know that? We actually, there's a test called a DNA test where they take what they find in the area of infection and they send it to the lab and what comes back is horrifying often. Well, if you're listening to this, I'm gonna be doing this test in the next several weeks. So I'm flying out to Utah. Yeah, to you're go going meet. to our guy. I'm yep. going to your guy, uh, Dr. What's his name? Scott Chandler. Dr. Scott Chandler. And I'm gonna be showing my results from all this because if someone's dealing with autoimmune issues, chronic fatigue, mi yes. microbiome, let's take a look what's going on in your mouth Absolutely. first and foremost. Yes. Keep going, doctor. Yeah, no, that's, a, that, that's right. Root canals. Root canals are always infected. Uh, Boyd Haley, a uh, scientist, he spoke at some of my earlier seminars. Um, he actually did, was part of a study where they were taking healthy, I quit quotes around that, healthy root canals that the biological dentists were sending in, 100% of them contained nasty anaerobic bacteria. Because it's n dead tissue. It is, it's yeah, dead tissue. Yeah, if you tissue. left a dead organism stuck to your body, 
what would happen. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so you're constantly putting out necrotic absolutely. chemicals and all kinds of bacteria strains. These and it's inf- circulating. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and your immune system is being affected by it until it can't keep up. And right. then you get the diagnosis or the symptoms that start. Hidden infections, it's a big, look, it's estimated that 85% of all disease starts in the mouth. We've been having this conversation. Right, let's let's we say that over. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I think we're just going to stay in the mouth for this yeah. for this conversation. I, I really see us doing a series on this. Yeah. Eighty-five um, percent of all diseases originates mm-hmm. in the mouth. Yes. Keep going. I think I just. Uh, it's ironic because I was putting a PowerPoint together just you know, recently, and I came across a slide that I was showing. It was a 2018 study. It was the CDC said seven out of 10 inflammatory chronic diseases starts with oral bacteria. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was like, I was stunned when I read that. I'm yeah. like, okay, th- that's, you know, that's should well, that's be pretty out there. Telling. It's pretty telling. I, I saw a similar statistic with um, heart disease and cancers that were related to root canals. It was almost like 92, 93%. Yeah. There was a direct relationship to someone having a root canal versus having some of these uh, yeah. you know, terrible diseases. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. You so, know, but yet look, I I see people from all over the world, you know, I'm virtual now, right? And I even built a whole virtual platform to serve more of these types of cases. And I can tell you that the people that I typically see, by the time they get to me, they have been to oftentimes the best of the best of the best. And yet I'm stunned at how few looked in their mouth. Wow. How few said, have you had a cone beam, right? Oh, you have a root canal and you haven't had a cone beam or you had wisdom teeth out. Um, how few are detoxing them. How, I should say how many are detoxing them, doing heavy metal and other detox and they have a a mouthful of silver fillings pouring mercury into the brain. Yeah. You know, you, you have to get upstream to the cause. It's no more insane. And this is just a good analogy because people I've learned when I say upstream, they go like kind of, what, what do you mean by the upstream? Well, here's exactly what I mean. Yeah. When we're talking about finding these infections, silver fillings, living in a moldy home is another upstream thing. Absolutely. Okay, so if you buy this new plot of land on this beautiful, gorgeous river and you realize the fish or dying or there's no fish in there and the algae doesn't look good. So you spend all this money on repopulating the algae and the microorganisms and putting new fish in there, stocking it. Three months later, it's all dead again. So you foolishly do it one more time because they say, well, if you do it this way this time, it's gonna work better. Or a million other times. Yeah, and the last guy didn't do this, but here's what I'm gonna do and it's gonna work better. And it dies again. And maybe you do it another time or maybe you're smart enough, but then finally your neighbor says, hey man, you know, 20 miles upstream, there's a factory dumping, you know, lead or arsenic or mercury into the water. So, you know, until we get rid of that, don't bother with that. Well, that's it. If you look at people pouring their efforts into trying to fix the gut, and it's very in vogue, you have to fix the gut, which you do, right? Normal and real immunity happens in the gut linked to how your brain works. However, how few of the best practitioners aren't considering what's in the mouth which is ultimately affecting the micro, you know, the microbes in the gut, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's so if, what we're talking about. If here. you're having total mouth decay, you have oral disease, you got all kinds of bacteria strains breeding in your yeah. mouth, you got metal in your mouth, all these things, and you're drinking kombucha every single day, 
that's doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we, we got to start upstream. I love that analogy. Yeah. So how would one go about to, you know, kind of looking themselves in the mirror and figuring out, okay, this might be the root of my issue. You, you know, know, when you look at the epidemic of thyroid conditions, right? And remember I said my epidemic. blood work was Epidemic. I'm sorry. I had to yeah. jump in. Yes. This is 99% of the women that come to me. That's right. It's all thyroid yeah. related. Yeah. And they don't even understand what the thyroid actually is doing right. and how it functions. But keep going. The thyroid is the canary in the coal mine. Now, I, I probably date myself by that comment, but they absolutely used canaries to go into mines. When the canary, because they were very sensitive, like your thyroid, they would sense the chemicals first, the gases. If they died, you had a certain amount of time to get out of the mine or you're next. Yeah. Okay, our thyroid seems to be the canary in the coal mine, meaning it's very sensitive, multiple ways. Remember, mm -hmm. my thyroid wasn't working because the mercury in my brain, the pituitary drives the thyroid. Right. Okay, so that's one place I was broken. Mercury also- It stopped also, your pituitary from signaling to creating- a Normal you know, hormones, feedback. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the, the pituitary and hypothalamus are kind of like the control tower, yep. right? If that's messed up, it doesn't matter what's going on down here, yep. right? So- we know upstream. there again, studies show exactly upstream in this case yeah. in your body. Yeah. Studies show that it bioaccumulates in the pituitary hypothalamus, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so the pituitary puts out the signals for your thyroid and adrenals. The hypothalamus is kind of like the receiving tower that says, okay, all is well or not well, produce more of this. And it tells the, you know, the thyroid what to produce, the, at least the pituitary does. Thyroxine and yes. Yeah, okay. TSH, yep. you know? Yep. So thyroid stimulating hormone is produced in the pituitary, right? right? So when the control tower is not right, you can stay down here, downstream in this case again, all you want. But the point is, is that that's one place that neurotoxins affect the thyroid. Another place is there's the receptors to thyroid hormone have a selenium, they yep. use selenium. Well, mercury and heavy metals just binds right up to selenium. So it's another place. Oh, and then when your immune system looks at this mercury selenium complex, it goes foreign invader, bad, attack. So now you develop autoimmune thyroid and you might get a diagnosis of Hashimoto's. Yeah. Okay, well, there's other places because when the, uh, the tissue itself collects mercury, so your thyroid can actually become dysfunctional just from the mercury it in itself collects because it too has receptors. Oh, the receptors on the cell itself. Well, the cell, any neurotoxin will drive your cell inflammation. It inflames. Well, it just so happens, folks, all of your hormone receptors are on your cells, whether it's estrogen, testosterone, leptin, I mean, insulin. I, yep. It's called hormone resistance. If you envision 50,000 of these cells in your body with inflamed membranes driven by toxins, that's what drive the number one cause of cellular inflammation and therefore hormone resistance is toxins. But guess what? Even in the alternative world, everyone's taking more and more bioidentical hormones. It's very in vogue right now. Yeah. And there, there's a time and a place for a hormone. I'm not saying there's not. After we get to the root issue. Absolutely. Yes, and try to reset right. and rebuild. But regenerate comes after the cleanse. Okay, absolutely. Keep, okay, keep no, going, 100%. Keep going. Yeah, man. keep going. So the regeneration Wait, comes Wait, so these after cells the are completely inflamed. Yes. And they've stopped communicating with each other. That's right. And now they're going into most likely 
apoptosis. Well, they right? can. Or, or even worse, worse. They don't die. They don't die. They're senescent. That means be- cells that live too long, they're like government workers. They live too long taking a paycheck. Oh, and causing trouble too. So they go senile. That's what senescent right. means, right? So Zombie it's cell. Which is, which is actually infinitely worse than apoptosis, Absolutely. which is signaled cellular death. Okay, keep going. So we yeah, have, so now you have so a bunch have all of these, these bad cells, bad cells just hanging inflamed. out. Inflamed. Yeah. Oh, and it doesn't matter what your hormone levels are. Remember, mine were normal on my blood work, but my cells were so inflamed they couldn't hear the dang hormones so, and can a b- doctor see this no no right how could they see this they, they can't right? maybe eventually your crp which is a measure of inflammation C-reactive, your, protein, C-reactive protein a few other will go up tnf alpha perhaps but mine was normal yours was normal okay because so it's hit I, or miss. I did a lot of healthy things so my general inflammation was okay but my cells were so inflamed not hearing hormones so I, then I, they put them on T3 and yeah, Synthroid? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which eventually I would have landed it there. But right now, in the beginning, when I'm looking at what is wrong, my thyroid wasn't working well, but my hormones were still normal. So imagine out here, and I wish I could draw this, but you know, visualize with me the cell, right? And then out outside the cell, you have normal hormones. But the problem is, is it can't connect to the receptor to get its message in the cell to make you feel normal. right? So despite your normal blood work of hormones, now look, you could have got to normal by taking medication too. So you take T4, which is a thyroid hormone. Which is like sure, putting a Band-Aid over the wound. Yeah, your blood work looks yeah. better and your doctor's yeah. very happy and everyone's happy, except you're going, yeah, but I still can't lose weight. Yeah. My hair's still not right. And I still I feel it. like shit. Yeah, I'm still, I still confused, feel like shit. I can't exactly. sleep, That's right. I have anxiety, keep going. Yeah, so you are, you, you're in a state of to- neurotoxic, driven hormone resistance, or I should say hormone resistance driven neurotoxic illness. So, you know, you have to get to the neurotoxin that's driving the cellular inflammation, driving your cells not to hear your hormones. And so you're not crazy. You don't feel well because you never got to the problem. And that brings me full circle in the conversation. Hidden infections, heavy metals, typically done incorrectly, you know, biotoxins from mold sources, these are the things that so many people don't get to. They don't you know, find the upstream source that they're sure. really driving it, and they don't detox it correctly, right. even if they do. And, and in this state of chaos, your susceptibility to any trigger goes through the roof. Ah, so now we're, we're not armed anymore. That's right. So when we go into the jungle, we go on a hike, we go in the forest, we eat certain foods, we're driving into urban sprawl, we are now hypersensitive to everything yes. because we're already at critical mass in terms of our hormones, in terms of our cellular communication, our detox pathways, the body's in internal chaos. Yes. And I think that's where we're at today. That's right. We're in a heightened world of internal chaos and we have a fear machine cranking right on top of that, which is not helping. No. So we've lost our connection to self. We've lost our connection to the body. How many people can you go out there in the middle of the street and ask them, can you tell me what the liver's function is Yeah. besides it being a detoxifier? That how many different biochemical reactions is the liver involved with? Geotagging everything that comes in the body. It's amazing what it does. Producing hormones, producing this. So ignorance is killing us. Would you say? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a Bible scripture that says, my people are dying from the lack of knowledge. From the lack of knowledge. Right. Right? Yeah. So, but I would I would argue today with the um, social media, internet, it's not just the lack of knowledge. Maybe that's the way it was in the old. But today it's the 
the confusion of knowledge. Right. It's almost the over knowledge. It's the you know the confusion where you just don't do anything. Yeah. Because you have too you're much over-stimulated. information. Yeah. Yeah. When you get when you're getting hit with so many different things, the human embodiment almost wants to push away because it right. gets overwhelming. We all do. Yeah. You know, we, it's just human, right? We if we don't understand or we get confused. We look. We go. Okay. Forget about it. Move yeah. on. I think that's what this new religion of science has been doing. It's true. You know, we call that scientism, where yeah. it's like, if you're not in the lab coat, you don't have the PhD, you don't understand this algorithmic, crazy, you know, complicated science, just leave it to us, go about your own business yeah. and, you know, take the take the trail of crumbs that we leave you, which are yeah. usually leading to a pathway of disease and confusion and internal starvation. Absolutely. I see a lot of children that are, you know, very overweight today. And when I see them, I don't think they're eating too much. I think they're starving. Absolutely. Right? Because they're not eating nutrients. They're yeah. not getting to where they're supposed to be. So we're in this COVID situation, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think we can speak candidly on our opinion and what, what we're dealing with here. And now we have vaccines being rolled out. So someone who's already, you know, in a position where they're immunocompromised, you know, they're gut microbiome has been destroyed. They're obviously confused and distorted in so many ways. They might be clinically dehydrated. That's another thing that I'm seeing is that we're clinically dehydrated to the cell. The cell can't actually take up hydrogen. I was just gonna say, yeah. Right. By the way, you can be dehydrated drinking a lot of water. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, drinking water is not getting into the cell. You know, you might fill your stomach up but that's not making its way to the it's cell. It's like our hormones. You could be taking hormones and be hormones starving because it's not getting into the cell. It's not getting into the right. cell. When the cell's filled with crud and the cell membranes and the outside of the cell are not activated and they're under they're confused, they're not absorbing, they're not getting ions. Right. You the electric body starts to fall apart. Right. You believe we're electrical before we we're chemical, yeah, right? Of course. And so everything that you're talking on with heavy metals and mercury, that's an electrical issue. Right. That's why grounding the to the earth is so important. Let's talk about what people can do every day. How would you say, what would you say to someone who's feeling all of these symptoms that you're feeling, intuitively feel like this could be possibly something they're dealing with? How do they what what do they do next? <laughs> yeah. <I was laughs> or saying, how about how about this? Find, find your way to one of my What did what did you detox. do? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. I mean, obviously I, I started figuring out how to get the stuff out of my brain. Yeah. You know, to your point, right? We 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 have this world of EMF that's making this problem worse. Sure. And then you mentioned a chemical earlier, glyphosate. Yep. And that opens up the blood-brain barrier yep. as well as the gut barrier. So we have a perfect storm. Even the heavy metals and the neurotoxins we've been exposed to growing up, our bucket being filled. Now we have this new chemical that's sprayed all over our food that opens up our protective creates barriers. A, creates a freeway, freeway, right? Right into the brain. So glyphosate attacks the blood-brain barrier, that outer yes. sheath, and creates openings and holes, yes, right? that's right. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so to answer your question, what, what do you, you, know, you have to get it out of your brain. Yeah. Right. And and again, I you know, when I teach this, it's there's a prep phase, there's a body phase, and then there's the finally the brain phase. You don't just start with a brain phase. You have to prepare your body. You know, you have to get your body working. You had mentioned this earlier too, and I said that is part of it. Your lymph, your gut, your kidneys, your liver. These are downstream detox pathways that need to be opened up as best we can before we start after the sources. Right. And so we we enter into that first. Yes. And then we get the cell working. Then we start the detox. Then we start the chelators. So there's a process. And then 
we go after it where the problem really is in most people, and that's the brain. Yep. Right. If we can then get it out of the brain, that's how I ultimately got my life back. So, you know, I so phasing it, phasing it. So phasing it. failing to plan is planning to fail. Why don't we start? going after our health strategically. Mm -hmm. The information is out there. We know what we're dealing with. You know, I'll say it again. Failing to plan is planning to fail. I yeah. can't overemphasize that. This is our life we're talking about. Right. We've carnated into these bodies. These bodies came with a set of instruction, just like our mother earth came with a set of instructions. And we have to go back to the homeostasis of our natural evolution mm -hmm. and our growth, or else we're cut from what we're here to do and yeah, our absolutely. purpose. And we're miserable in this life. Yes. And that's just, that is just outrageous. And to think that um, we could have came into the womb, incarnated into that womb, and that womb did not provide us a good jump start. And we might have been birthed with trauma. We might have been born out of C-section. We might have been birthed in a, you know, a radioactive hospital with all forms of non-native electromagnetic frequencies. And the doctor yanked us out and we had neck trauma and all these things. Like, I don't want to overburden you listening to this, but this is the reality. Mm. And this could be where you're dealing with trauma yeah. today. Absolutely. And so we have to reverse engineer back there. You said something that really, to answer your question fully, you said, what do you do now? Yeah. You said something that triggered me. Mm. And it you have to change the way you think now. Meaning that I've had conversations about this vaccine, right? And I don't want to get shut down here, right? So I have to be careful what I say. But... I have conversations on, let's just say, a lot of these really important topics today, right? And I can tell that my words, even if I stacked up, because in the beginning, I was sending people a lot of studies. You got to read this. You got to read this about masks. You got to read this about mRNA vaccine. You got to read this. And I realized I didn't make one impact, right? So why? Why from the very beginning of this whole pandemic, my goal was to get exposed. And my kids came to me, dad, what should we do? I said, man, everybody's going to get this thing. We sooner we get it, the better. And by the way, that's when we thought it was going to be, have a lot. We didn't know what the death rate was going to be then. It could have been a lot worse, but my philosophy was still, hmm, exposure is going to give me the greatest immunity. And no matter what, in the next five years, everyone's going to be exposed. Okay. All of that came from a major premise. So when we look at our success of something, we have to evaluate our premises, right? So if we look at an area in your life, maybe it's your finances, maybe it's your health, maybe it's relationships, and you say, gosh, why am I failing this area? Like, why do I struggle here? Most likely you have a premise that's wrong. There's a belief. Like the philosophy. The belief of how is you a premise. It, yeah. So right. your belief is a premise. So you have a belief that led you to this failure in finances sure. while you're struggling, failure in your health. You have a belief, whether your father put it there, your mother, your teacher, brother, someone you love, trusted, whatever. When we evaluate a premise or the premises in areas of our life, that determines our outcomes. It does. So if your premise is false, then you're going to have some bad outcomes. Sure. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. If your premise that's like is a fake, spot That's on. like your religion's off. Absolutely. Yeah. So my premise is, is that, hey, our body, God created our bodies to heal and no man could ever do better, right? right? It's like, especially in a, in a state of health. So my premise was that from the beginning and yeah. that drove my things of not being afraid. It drove my choices in the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. So to answer your question, we have to change our thinking. You have to, first of all, realize your body 
can heal, but beyond can heal, it was designed to heal. Yeah. So all we have to do is remove the interferences, right? So again, when we change, look at, evaluate your belief first, and then that will determine your course of action to get your life back. Yeah. But maybe, just maybe, one of your beliefs and premises is wrong, right? And, yeah. then, then, and then no matter what I tell you down here, you're going to struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Instead of going into the complicated research that some people might look at it and not have any idea what it is, we got to remove the boundaries that are limiting us. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's those boundaries, it's right? So, so we're talking about, you know, some type of cognitive dissonance where the ego has been developed because of trauma. And I'm not talking about a nourished ego. I'm talking about a false ego mm -hmm. where we're wounded in certain areas. Absolutely. And we develop a psychosis around that. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, our choices, our actions, our behavioral patterns are all based on those yeah. wounds. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I like you said, I mean, you're right. Psychosis, but false belief yep. sounds even more innocent. But yet it'll determine all of a sudden we're making these choices and we go, why are my, I'm not getting my health back? Why am I not healthy? Maybe one of your premises is wrong, where health comes from, first off, right? And then you could even determine it from there, right? So again, I, we can use finances, relationships. Typically, it's a bad premise somewhere. So anytime I change anything in my life, I always look first at what I believe. Because it's typically, it's, and by the way, it's not something you go, oh, I'm just believing wrong. It's something that you have to actually discuss with people you love and sit down with because yeah. you don't see your bad beliefs. They're, they're true to you, remember? Sure. You know, I mean, if- They're fork, ingrained in you. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if we called a fork a spoon from the time we were a kid, at one point you'd be arguing with someone, no, absolutely. this is in fact a fork, you absolutely. know, or a spoon, whatever you think it is, it is. Yeah. You know, so that becomes our life. But the point is, is that it also can destroy our life, including our health relationships success and yeah yeah anything so the, I, I love where we're going with this this is a, a good way to slowly wrap out because we did get into some deep stuff we did self-evaluation self-realization meditation awareness you know looking at yourself from a different vantage point mm -hmm. getting out of the maya getting out of the illusion you know because we're stuck in our psychosis and our psychosis is determining our health it's determining our choices mm -hmm. look at your sphere of influence i was asked last night in an interview what are some things people can do and i always say just evaluate your life mm -hmm. look in your mirror look 30 hours straight look into your eyes and and look at how are you operating where are your decisions coming from? Yeah. Why do you have Beliefs. this opinion and belief? Is that belief based on discernment and facts or is it based on judgment and fear? Mm -hmm. Do you actually know 1 trillion percent that your belief is accurate or is it just some form of an illusion that you've created for yourself? Yeah. And how is that working out for your life? Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. So, we, I mean, just like health, right? I, we can look and go, oh, your hair is thinning, falling, you can't go. Okay, that's a symptom right? But we have to go higher to the root, no different in our thoughts, yeah. right? It's like your health's not right. Let's evaluate your premises here. Absolutely. Because just maybe you think someone's going to come up with a magic pill for you. Okay? Yeah. That's, see, that, I, that's where we're at. That's the magic pill. Absolutely. Instant gratification. Right. But that coping. came from a premise because coping, your parents yeah. out of love were handing you pills to get better. Yeah. And you took pills and you said, oh, I do feel better. My headache did go away because it probably did. But we know that you don't have headaches because of the lack of any pill, right? So again, so you developed a premise. In your mind, it works. So therefore now in the pandemic, you're reaching for what man has to give you yeah. instead of saying, what can I do? 
because real immunity doesn't come from a pill. Right. I mean, I would even argue it doesn't come from vitamin D, although that's you should absolutely, you know, get your vitamin D levels up. Zinc, absolutely positive. Those However, are those are parts of it. Absolutely. It's not the root. Absolutely. But when we're talking about neurotoxins destroying your microbiome that does control 70, 80% of your immune system, now we're really tapping into where real immunity comes from, your cell. We're talking about toxins driving cellular inflammation senescent cells, cells that live too long, immunosenescent cells. That yeah. means your immune cells are living too long, government workers, zombies not working, not defending you. And now you, you get a virus that you should never die from. It should actually make you healthier. And now you're sick for a month or two. You know, that's a red flag right. that you have too many immunosenescent cells. How do you get rid of them? I did write a book called Beyond Fasting. Yeah. That would be a really nice place to start. Absolutely. I mean, we, we need Caloric part two to this because I, I feel like that there's, yep. you know. I, I think on our next one, let's go into, let's go deep into that stuff. Let's go into caloric restriction. Mm -hmm. Let's go into autophagy. Let's go into sirtuins. Let's go into mTOR pathways. Let's go into the longevity aspects of all of these things. There's a lot yeah. of fun that we can talk about, even varying diet and how that creates real immunity. And we'll we'll leave that on the uh, on the table. They they I did a webinar they could go to to watch more about the detox and uh, you know what's that webinar called? I feel bad because I feel like we opened more loops than we closed. But um, <laughs> no, no, this is this is good because yeah. we can start doing this consistently. You don't even have to physically be here to do it. If you're just listening to us on Spotify, I'm always or... looking for reasons to come to Laguna Beach. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, yeah, well, we, we'll, we can do that. We'll have you and your wife every single yeah, time. But absolutely. but but I, this is what I live for. You know, this is this is my highest and greatest purpose. Yeah, you know, is to experience heaven on earth and share it. There's nothing yeah. like that. That's right. And there's a lot of people suffering out there. there are. You know that. More and if and you're more. if you're listening to this and this resonates with you and you feel into this, maybe it's time to really turn into real freedom Absolutely. and real sovereignty. Turn off the mainstream news. Get away from the medical mafia. Let's start getting into tangible results and have and have a life worth living in a body that's healthy enough to support that. And that's exactly everything that we're talking about. And and our, your divinity through your experience, yeah. pain to purpose. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, from pain to yeah. purpose. And my wife added from pain to purpose to promise. Ah, because I love it. One of the things that got us through a lot in our life, and there's been a lot, yeah. it was the promise that God had for us. Mm. And we hung on to that. But warning, this is true. This applies, you know, biblically. So therefore, I believe it applies to all of us. I don't care what you believe because it's so true. But in the Bible, when someone was about to enter their promise, there was always the greatest resistance. The greatest fear came right before the promise. So many of is it the people, commitment? Is it the, the energy so of commitment? It, that's part of it, okay. no doubt about it. It's a spiritual thing too, sure. right? That the enemy doesn't want you to walk into your promise, right? right. And you know your your subconscious doesn't want you to walk into your promise because of the fear of fear of the unknown, and unknown, and, yeah, what, yeah. and even identities, Results. even identities that we we you know become right in our sicknesses. But this this could be any promise you know, that, that God has for you, but the resistance happens right there. Well, there's a Hebrew word and I'm not Hebrew, but I can tell you it means more than the translation uh, in English. The English translation is be strong and courageous. So if you look at your Bible and find every be strong and courageous, the Hebrew is rock kazakamats, which basically, and I'll paraphrase it, it means God has already went into it before you. 
and figured it out. Okay. He fought the fight. Yeah. You know, he fought the fight as Israel was crossing in, uh, crossing the Jordan into their promise. All they saw was the 31 armies that were going to take their life. That's all they saw. 40 years waiting for something that was for them. And all they saw was the problems, even to the point of backing up. And God always sends someone to speak rakazakamats to you when you're at this point, right? And, and in this case, on Moses, on, on his deathbed, God spoke rakazakamats to Joshua. Like, it's not you, Joshua. It's me. That's I've, already it. It. I've already done I've it. Already done I've it. already done it. I've already done it because he yeah. was functioning in fear. Yeah. And then here, jo Joshua is taking Israel across, right, into their promise, and they're in fear. So God spoke through Joshua to Israel, Rakazakamats. I've done it. Just walk into the promise. So that's what I say to people listening right now yeah. is walk into the promise. So from pain to purpose to promise, you know, we all have a promise, yeah. you know, but it's the fear that often keeps us from it. That's the key. Aho, brother. Let's hold hands. Yep. I'm Absolutely. all in, dude. I'm all yep. in. Absolutely. That's a good way to roll out of here. I'm in this. I'm in this. I'm all in. This is waking the fake up, Doctor Dan Pompa. And they can go to the yeah. the webinar. I, I yeah. I give that. I can't I'll remember. I'll post the yeah, webinar, and I think it's you know it's divinity for us to join forces. I agree. You know because this is this is what we're here. There's no That's scarcity it. mentality. No way. There's billions of people out there, and this information needs to get out to all of them. So I honor 100%. you. Thank you so much for your embodiment. Glad I was here. Thank you for being here today. Have the best day ever. We are out of here. Big love, family. Gratitude, family, for tuning in today. And deep reverence to you all for dedicating your time to seeking knowledge and truth. This is what it's all about. You can find more of my podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. You can also find this on my website at wakethefakeup.com. Life is all about momentum. Please leave a review so I can hear your experiences and share with your friends, family, and anyone who needs to hear this message. This is a revolution of consciousness. This is just the beginning. I am all in. I'll be back next week for another epic conversation. Stay tuned, family. Big love.